What is up, guys? Hello, hello, and welcome to another brand new episode. Spanking new. Of the Opinion City Podcast. We are a wrestling podcast that discusses the past, present, and future of professional wrestling. We are your hosts. I am Ralph Einmarch. I am Parmesan Russell. And remember, this podcast is for you, the listener. So please reach out to us with all of your opinions, your reactions to our opinions, your reactions to our episodes at opinioncitypod at gmail.com. If you'd like to support the show, you can follow us at opinioncitypod on all the socials. You can follow myself at Parmachizo, Ralph. Real Ralph 316. If you like what you're hearing, do not be a stranger. Let us know what you think of the opinions, the show, like, rate, review, all those things. And please, as always, share us with your friends and your colleagues. Before we continue, we have a sponsor that we'd like to share with you. We do. Uh, we want to tell you about our amazing sponsor, as you may have seen <laughs> in our uh, intro video. And that is Ref Larry's Wrestling Collectibles, your ultimate destination for all things wrestling nostalgia. At Ref Larry's Wrestling Collectibles, they don't just sell items, they curate memories. Whether you're a fan of the classic era or modern showdowns, they've got something for everyone. Ref Larry's Wrestling Collectibles sells DVDs, books, magazines, action figures, and so much more. So stop on down to Ref Larry's Wrestling Collectibles, where every piece tells a story and every fan becomes a part of the legacy. Ref Larry's Wrestling Collectibles is located inside Mother Truckers Antiques and Collectibles, located at 566 North Reading Road in Ephrata, PA. Stop on by Thursday through Monday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Give them a call at 717-405-0153 or find them on social media at Ref Larry's WC. We want to thank Ref Larry's Wrestling Collectibles and Larry Peace for being thank you. a proud sponsor of the Opinion City podcast. And now it is time to get to, I don't want to call it the biggest episode we've ever had, <laughs> but episode number 20 we are is finally adults. <laughs> episode number 20 is going to be so jam-packed, full of stuff. We have I a don't even loaded have the show words for, you. for it. Um, we are recapping we just seen last night steel stack smackdown numero dos that's right we were live we were in the live. front row at steel stack smackdown Ugh. 2 what an amazing show um before we go any further i want to send out a huge congratulations to uh everyone at the lvac for oh, putting absolutely. on an absolutely it freaking amazing show a last fantastic night fantastic show um between the steel stacks uh and and the the staff at the event um, the, the wrestlers, the commentators, everyone, everyone at the LVAC, um, supporting new Bethany, uh, please, uh, check out the LVAC and their social media. You can support. find out how to support, uh, new Bethany, which was their, uh, charity for the evening that they were supporting. Uh, it was just an incredibly amazing night. Um, IWTV, uh, had the show live and you can actually go on to IWTV.live right now and uh, subscribe and see the replay of Steel Stacks Do SmackDown it. 2 if you, you missed won't it. Miss, you won't want to miss it. And, it's worth let every me tell you, if, minute. If you're listening to this show right <laughs> now and you're worried about, oh, well, things are going to be spoiled for me because they're going to talk about, you know, the results and everything. Listen, it does not matter. The show was it's so good. It's still worth going out of your way to the, see yes, this show. Yes, the show was so amazing that you cannot possibly 
miss this show for any reason. So please uh, go on to IWTV.live, subscribe, check out the replay, check out all the other fantastic uh, programming that they have on oh, there. Yeah. You can see other so LBAC shows. You can see other independent promotions and we don't we don't we're not we're not being paid by IWTV. No, no. We're being we're honest just, that they are an amazing service. Indie wrestling, that is where you go to get your indie wrestling fix. You go IWTV.live. Yeah. And now you can see last night's show. So um <laughs> but last night's show was not all we did this weekend. No, and, we also had other things going on. You know, we also went to Legends Fan Fest in Hamburg previously right. to the show. And that that even that was just amazing. Um, yeah. So for for those of you that don't know, uh, the 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 Legend of Hamburg Fan Fest is held at the historic uh, Hamburg Field House in Hamburg, Pennsylvania. Which yep. back in the day, the Hamburg Field House was a uh, legendary wrestling venue, uh, a stop for WWF, and uh, just home to so many great historic uh, wrestling moments. And so now uh, they they run professional wrestling there. They run fan fests and. I, I got to tell you, I mean, I've been to a lot of conventions. I've been to a lot of fan fests. Yeah. And this one yesterday was very well run, very well put together. Uh, so the people cool. that run the Legends of Hamburg fan fest deserve a lot of credit because it was a great show. The amount of talent that was there, the so amount many of people, people that you could talk to, that you could meet, uh, it, it was just phenomenal. Now, Announced and unannounced. There were so many yes, people. Yes. There so were many surprises people. that we didn't know were going to no. be there. And like, so it was just. If if you have a chance to go to one of their fan fests uh, in the future, please take the opportunity because you will get to meet uh, the heroes of professional wrestling. You'll get to yeah. meet legends. You'll get to meet your personal heroes. It's it's just a great time for everyone involved. So, uh, but we went there with some very specific things in mind. We went with a purpose. That is correct. And so uh, we, we can't really say much right now. Uh, we will have details in the future as they come. But we are uh, the Opinion City podcast is planning a, a very big show. Uh, again, we will have details in the future as they emerge. Yes. Um, but yesterday was part of our uh, building, putting together this show. And so uh, we, we ended up in Hamburg and we got to meet some great people while Wait. we were there. I got, I got to meet Al Snow, which we ended up talking baseball of all things, which is, that was really cool. Um, we got to meet Al Snow is amazing. We got to meet the purpose that we that we wanted to meet, Sir Dave Lagreca. Shout out to you from Busted Open Radio. Listen, so that was like the uh, the okay. coolest moment probably of the entire okay. <laughs> weekend. So, so here's so here's the thing um, for the for those of you and uh, obviously you know as 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 hosts as listeners we're we're getting to know each other and so. One of the things you need to know about me is that my personal hero in in the uh, world of, of professional wrestling and really the inspiration for why I'm sitting here doing this right now has been Dave LaGreca. Uh, what he has been able to do with uh, Busted Open uh, on Sirius is just amazing. Hashtag Busted Open 24-7. We need Busted Open 24-7. Yeah, absolutely. But he, but he is honestly uh, <laughs> the inspiration for a lot of why I'm, I'm doing what I'm doing here. Uh, I love listening to him on a daily basis. Uh, the other co-hosts on the show, they all do a, a great An job. Amazing job. Busted Open is just a, a phenomenal show. And it's part of the reason why I'm doing this, because uh, I just I, I fell in love with it. And so, uh, you know, I, I've always wanted to meet Dave LaGreca. It has been a bucket list item for me. And so that was that was incredible. But we did get to see a whole ton of ton more. Uh, 
ton of legends there. Um, just just great people, but a lot of fun. Um, I got good day. to meet uh someone that I've been keeping my eye on a lot from uh Monster Factory. Shout out to Monster Factory, they are a great training center. Danny Cage, the owner. We got to meet him. Uh, and that was just a bucket list for me because I got to listen, you know, talk to my uh, best friend's <laughs> trainer. Yeah, that, wrestling. So that was pretty cool. That, that was, was pretty that cool. That was a super cool moment. <laughs> that was pretty cool. Um, you know, uh, especially with everything that's going on with Monster Factory right now, they are um, really, you know, in the professional wrestling. Season one, Apple right TV. Now. Yes. Go watch it. Yes, exactly. You Go can watch see it. them on Apple TV. Uh, it's just, it's so cool that, they are getting you know this this recognition it's so cool that they are getting all this attention yeah. and it was really nice to you know be able to uh be able to talk to him and just uh you know get some get some one-on-one FaceTime with him and just uh you know talk about things and it, it was just it was just a cool convention to be at so yeah, that's really cool that, yeah, that was, was the, one of my favorite things to do other than just the actual show itself yeah yeah so that that was the big start for our day we uh ended up in Hamburg <laughs> And so then we uh, we took the trek from Hamburg down to Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, because yep. uh, some some good friends of ours, some friends of the show, the uh, LVAC, the Lehigh Valley Athletics Council, was putting on their big show of the year oh, and yeah. a return to the Steel Stacks after mm-hmm. last year's star studded phenomenal hit show uh, capacity crowd last year. But. They decided they were doing it again. So Steel Stacks, SmackDown 2, and let me tell you, it did not disappoint not in at any, all. In not any at manner. All. Capacity crowd, check. Hot, vibrant crowd, check. You want to talk about, I mean, energy and vibe in that crowd? That crowd was just, just off the whole the time. Freaking the whole charts. time. Yeah. It yeah, was you missed incredible. It. Again, go on IWTV.live. Mm. I almost messed that up. <laughs> And yeah. watch it because you will hear how loud the fans got the entire night. But we we have we have talked um, we've talked a little bit about the LVAC before. Obviously, we had Dan Champion on and we talked with him about it. Yeah, uh, good on. And we've had, we had, yeah, we've had on, good. Razor yes. Wing on many of the many of the stars of the LVAC and uh, the LVAC has a vibe to it. It is a very Just old school fun. Chikara vibe. Uh, the, the closest thing I found since the demise of Chikara. And it is. It is a you feel like you're a part of something. Oh, there. yeah. Uh, and the, the fans are amazing. The crowd are amazing. By the way, uh, let's get this out of the way before we forget. Uh, when we when we showed up yesterday, we were a little early for the show. And so we got the opportunity to sit out on the uh, deck on the third floor uh, right outside <laughs> the venue. And so we got to meet uh, some other fans as well. And so we want to give a quick shout out to uh, Kelly and Angel. Angel, Yes. Shout out to you guys. Thanks for listening to the show and becoming yeah. a fan of yeah. the show. Absolutely. And thanks for uh, <laughs> being a fan of independent professional thanks for wrestling. wrestling in general. Yeah. And thanks for all the vegan information. Yes. We all the nice vegan knowledge that we got. About, uh, vegan we'll information. That a little later. There's some more vegan stuff to yeah. come. Things I did not know. So, uh, <laughs> so big shout out to uh, Kelly and Angel. Thanks a lot. So, um, yeah. You are warned now. Spoiler are happening. We're going to go down the list of the card, go over the matches, go over what we saw, wherever we missed the results, everything in between. And then later we're going to go over our top five tag team mashup themes in wrestling. Yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's going to be really fun. That's going to be an exciting topic to talk about, but 
before we get to that topic, we need to get into Steel Stack Smackdown, Smackdown 2. Um, so again, uh, this this show was special for a lot of reasons. Number one, we had a, a very special commentary team. Oh, yes. So team. Oh, we, yeah. We had uh, from Ring of Honor, uh, we had Ian Riccoboni, who came in to do play-by-play. And uh, we had actually, uh, if you listen to, the, if you see the show on IWTV, you'll see that there was a rotating commentary. Yeah, that was really cool. Between Ian Riccoboni, uh, Veda Scott, who was originally scheduled for a match, but when the opportunity came up, she said, you know what? I will jump in there. I will uh, I will fill in some commentary shoes because yeah. she's, she's been doing a lot she's of commentary, commentary, a lot she's of places. Great. Yeah, and she's really good. So uh, it, it was great to have her jump in. And then the third man on the team was Mike Mittman, who, uh, for those of you who don't know, Mike Mittman is a legend in the Lehigh Valley. He is a uh, sports authority. He has been in broadcasting on TV and radio for over 40 years. He has done... Uh, sports for HBO, all different kinds of things. Uh, he is the voice of Music Fest for Service Electric. Uh, yep. So in the Lehigh Valley, in the Bethlehem area, uh, quite well known, uh, quite the legend. And honestly, listening to the show, uh, because we got a chance to watch it back this morning. We didn't watch it we... once. We saw it twice. Yes. We saw it live and I gotta and say, on IW.TV. <laughs> yes. And, and I got to say, um, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't so sure about, like, you know, how much um, – maybe experience he had in the world of professional wrestling i, I wasn't yeah. really sure but yeah he was good he, he was great he was really good yeah very good very um, good team so the commentary was fantastic uh you had jack the ring announcer was, our, was awesome. our host for the he night was such uh, a good announcer he was so different too he was at a very different style of announcing, yes uh which I when enjoy. you when you watch the show you may uh you may recognize jack the uh ring announcer from other shows he's done but yes he is he is very good he brings he brings a vibe and an energy to the show. He gets the the crowd really into it. Um, he's he's very good. So, uh, yeah. So to start off, we had you know uh, a great commentary team, great announcer. Uh, the refs were great all night. Oh um, yeah, just fantastic. But uh, let's let's get let's right into dive the in the very first contest. We had the returning Cyberhawks and Mantequila versus the Lost Boys. Who are the Lost Boys, sir? Do you have do you remember uh, all four of the members? So we have um Ryan Riz, yep, Miles Penn, yep, Junie Underwood, yep, and Ethan. Yes. Yes. This is Ultimo Ant. I've dropped off the call again. Don't worry. I'll be back soon. All right. All right. Looks Sorry like we're that. back. We had uh, no days. We're good. We're back. We're here. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so if you Cyberhawks and Lost Boys is what we're talking about right now. We are yeah. It was the first opener. It was strong. It was fantastic. It was amazing. Um, Cyberhawks are back at it. The trio's back. Even at the end of the match, you saw Razor Wing tease that he was gonna mess with Thunderhawk, but then they gave the high five, the uh, the the yeah. the Cyberhawk uh, yeah thumbs up, and everything was good. Yeah, and it's <laughs> it's one of, it's one of those things where you know like uh, anybody who anybody who has brothers or sisters knows um, you know you're gonna fight, you're gonna yeah, argue, you're gonna have you're some gonna have arguments, moments, you're but. Gonna... Again, with this being their their first uh, return back to the ring together in some time, this is uh, this is exciting. I can't wait to see where they go with the Cyberhawks. But uh, as we were saying, if if you missed it during any of our technical difficulties, we were just talking about what uh, a high energy, just great, exciting, uh, yeah, fantastic uh, contest this was. Um, just I- incredible. Um, <laughs> what a way to start the show because it built something. It, yeah. It, 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 Set that it set the high. stage for the rest of the show. For, Indeed, it did. And the next contest that we had 
was our first female contest of the night. Yes. With Abby Jane with Pancake versus Harlene Lopez. I will say, um, just before we go any further, I don't, haven't watched much of Harlene Lopez. I don't know much about her. Mm-hmm. I know more about Abby Jane. Abby Jane, great wrestler. Sure. I don't know if maybe it was the nerves or maybe it was the excitement of the contest, but Harlene looked a little sloppy. I'm going to say it, a little sloppy. I appreciate the wrestler's efforts. I appreciate yeah, people she, that go out there. No, she, and, she did, and she did her, a, her best. Put but, an effort in. Yeah. Um, some things don't always go as well as planned. A lot of scary spots. I understand that <laughs> it happens. Um, you know, it, it, things happen. The, yeah. Things it's happen live. in the ring. It's live. It's, it's live um, you know, and uh, but overall, overall, a good match. It was a good uh, match. It was, there were, it was there fun. Just, there it was just was, two scary spots that yeah. kind of had an edge. There was a moment where Harleen went to do a move on Pancake as the end of the ring to save Abby. And he kind of got dropped on his head. Thank God he's okay. Yes. And then there was another instance where, again, because of Abby's experience, she saved it. But she, but uh, Harley went for a power bomb and almost uh, dropped Abby on her neck. Which again, yeah, it was saved. Well, but you know, you know, it's it, it, things happen. We understand that. Um, you know, otherwise, Abby. But got overall, the win. overall, a good match. Yeah, Abby um, got the win. Know, it was fun. Abby got the win. Um, you know, uh, I, I've only seen Harlene Lopez once before she, yeah. uh, she wrestled at the, uh, LVAC's show at the iron pigs. And, uh, so, you know, uh, who knows what we will see from, from her in the future, who yeah. knows what we'll see from Abby Jane in the future. Um, but again, just a, a fun match. Uh, and, and this was the match that originally that Veda Scott was also yeah, supposed was to, to be in it. So, uh, you know, uh, Veda got to watch from her from a balcony seat <laughs> and, uh, you know, uh, just kind of enjoy the match and, you know, uh, enjoy painting a picture for the fans that were watching. And yeah, uh, yeah just um, a, a nice, a nice fun match. I will say that uh, Pancake definitely came dressed for the occasion, didn't he? Oh, pan- pancake, <laughs> pancake was ready to go. Uh, he was definitely dressed for the occasion. Yes, pan- Pancake was, his was best, all ready. His, his best dad bod uh, outfit you could possibly find. Yeah, no. Rocked it. Uh, yeah. So no, uh, the, my, you know, all all the love in the world to pancakes. No, were, no, were no, just, no hate. Just we're just, just we're all just, love. Yeah, all love, man. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, all right. So uh, moving on, we we have uh, a six man tag match, a little trios action yep. here, and this one uh, we were really you know looking forward to because you had a team that I described in our preview as just uh, the definition of the word hot. Oh yeah. Just three big beefy dudes. Just yeah. You so, had Rex lawless. You had a member of the NOI family, Alpha junior mm. and havoc. Yes. And uh, they were taking on a very exciting team for us because again, uh, our very first guest on the show and uh, was teaming up with the Batiri. Uh, some folks that were, you know, uh, acquainted with each other from their uh, Chikara days. Yep. And uh, I will say uh, shout out to Ultimo Ant with his choice of mask for yeah. the match. It was, I didn't realize that Ultimo Ant had face paint. Yeah, it was, <laughs> listen, it was um, the mask was matching the uh, Batiri's colors and gear. So it was, it was a really cool uh, sort of combination of the two. So that, that was neat to see. Um, this match was this match was brutal at times. Oh, like, it was it uh, was hard hitting. There was I a mean, lot of you want to talk about like <laughs> you, you had the splash off the top rope from oh, Alpha Junior. Dude, Alpha almost killed uh, Ultimo Ant. You had uh, <laughs> you had a chop from Rex Lawless that I thought just went through. Dude, you heard that through body. the entire was, arena. Yeah, it wasn't it was just incredible. Even on the um replay, you heard that 
go through like yeah. the camera. You felt it. You felt every minute of it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, <laughs> There's so and, many good spots. Um, you know, everything, everything Havoc does looks real. Uh, I mean, he's just another, uh, another monster in the ring. Um, that team was just. For those who may not know about Havoc, what who was Havoc before he was Havoc? You told me this before, and and, uh, and, I, and I didn't know about it. Uh, he was he was Havoc, and we're gonna leave it at that. <laughs> so, um, yeah, the the team though was just, uh, it, I mean, just just hard hitting upon hard hitting. Um, you know, uh, every everything they do just looked absolutely looked brutal, so painful. Um, you know, the Bateri in in great form again. Uh, I love seeing the Bateri. They're such great uh, tag team wrestlers. They're they're so good at what they do. And of course, Ultimo Ant is just always always fun to see Ultimo Ant. He's great in the ring. Uh, I love everything he does. But uh, I felt so bad for him at the end. Oh, not Ultimo only did Ant. he get splashed, he got pretty much all the finishers, and then he ate the pin. <laughs> yeah, the poor, short end of the stick there, poor man. Ult poor Ultimo <laughs> Ant. Um, you know, here's. Here's here's hoping that uh, on a on a Sunday afternoon that Ultimo and or Monday morning for those that are listening on the podcast yeah on the audio version uh you know here's hoping that Ultimo Ant is not feeling too bad after uh all of that of <laughs> all of those Ooh, he got was... maimed but <laughs> again the there. but again another <laughs> another another great fun match um you know again that's that's what we talk about with the LVAC all the time it's all about like just all about just fun, fun exciting time. matches and and this was this was a great one uh having trios action on the card again uh always always fun um always good to see someone like Alpha Junior oh yeah that was um, yeah it was know, really cool was, to see him there yeah he was he was great um you know just uh getting to see someone like that uh of, of that caliber um but everybody in this match was just uh on point so so talented um i i could not i could not stop laughing i i love that they introduced rex lawless as the the uh, pectacular poseidon yeah I, I just i could <laughs> perfect not. yeah the, so good i will say the the ring introductions <laughs> were great last night um they were also jack good. the ring announcer is very good at what he does and just every it just it was so much fun um speaking of fun before we get into the next match because it because it coincides with the match yeah jack the ring announcer gave a little plug to the staff at steel stacks for their vegan food options and he leaned so hard into it that the fans started to heavily boo him for every vegan option that he said over the speaker oh it was <laughs> it was insane. which then led into our next match, which is why I mentioned it, because we had yes. Hot Sauce, Tracy Williams, and Matt Mikowski versus the returning Incoherence, which is Delirious and Frightmare. And during the entire match, basically uh, because uh, Hot Sauce is vegan, they were just shouting meat products and vegan products at each other. And it got the crowd so yeah, hot the it, entire time. So, so, it, <laughs> so it started off with them yelling... Uh, meat products and vegan products at each other, and then it led into delirious at various times throughout the match, leading the crowd in not only incoherent chants, but he also started a meat, a meat chant, chant that every time <laughs> the crowd got into clapping for a comeback or a resurgence, they were chanting meat. meat. <laughs> and uh, I'm sure it had to make the staff at the uh, Steel Stacks probably not so happy. Uh, yeah, um, as 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 I made the joke last night, and as uh, Ian on commentary made the joke, I'm sure somewhere Sean Stasiak's ears were burning as the yeah. entire crowd was chanting meat. 
but it was um, this this was this was another great match. Um, you know, you have such a, a, a ton of talent in this match. We all know how talented Tracy Williams and Matt Mikowski are yep. uh, working with Catchpoint and just. I mean, these guys are the definition of ring technicians. And then you have Delirious and Frightmare, who uh, have have been around for for such a long time, been all over the place. Delirious with uh, his experience in Ring of Honor, and and Frightmare just being all over the indie scene. And those yeah. guys, those guys can hang. Oh with yeah, Tracy Williams and Matt Mikowski. That was a just another another like hard hitting, fast paced matchup. Yeah. And at one point, Delirious decided to come down, take my hat. And wrestle with it for a minute <laughs> yeah it was uh it was a crazy awesome. scene that was awesome yeah it was it was craziness um as anybody who uh knows anything about delirious has seen him wrestle you know what a chaotic mess it is but it is such a beautiful and well executed and talented Funny. mess oh it was so fun uh if if you've never experienced delirious live and he's coming to a show near you just just go see it because it, he's he's a he's a trip and a half from beginning just to crazy. end crazy uh, just absolutely he crazy and frightmare uh were incredible it was great seeing two-thirds of incoherence together again um just uh, just a great match overall uh this this really um for me i think this was the start of like the major crowd interaction oh, yeah. throughout the show like there was there was you know interaction from the crowd in in little bits you know up to this point um but mm -hmm. this is really where like it got really crowd interaction heavy and yeah. i think there are some matches after that just it just kept building really, really sort of build on that and this was the match where it all started and the ending uh where frightmare got tapped out the the combination Dude, that was so into, cool the way he did uh, that yeah it was, was just a, a phenomenal ending. Yeah. Uh, Tracy Williams and Matt Mikowski take the win on this one. Um, just a just a tremendous match. Uh, when you, you know, again, and I hate to keep saying this, <laughs> and and I say it as a compliment. I don't no, just it's keep, all, it's I don't all good. I don't just keep saying it to say it, but I I say it as a huge compliment to the LVAC, at least in my eyes, and I hope in a lot of other fans' eyes. But again, this is another reason why I keep likening them to Chikara because yeah. the tag team wrestling in Chikara was just bar none phenomenal, and that's what we saw last night. There were so many great tag team this, matches, this four match, man, trios, this, all of it. This match in specific was just, uh, I mean, a, a tremendously talented, well-put-together, uh, just start-to-finish, you know, banger of a match. Yep. And... Again, I that's why I, I I get all these these vibes and these feelings like we're 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 living through uh you know another sort of Chikara era and the LVAC is just carving out this niche for themselves. Uh, they've been doing this for a long time now, yeah. and they're really carving out this niche where they are becoming the promotion of the fans. They are becoming the promotion where wrestlers want to come and work because they've heard of what a great atmosphere yeah. it is. They've heard how great the fans are and the, the crowd, even the, the fan to fan interaction in the crowd is just yeah. unbelievable. Everybody is, is just so, uh, is so grateful to be there. So interested in wrestling. They just, they want to come, they want to have a good time. They want to be fans. Everyone's there for the same reason. So why even, get do us think about it like like yeah you know it's just we're there for the same reason we're there to have fun we're there to have a good time and yeah something about ovac and their fans and the fan base that they have is just again i, I hate to keep saying fun as the viewer but they're just right. 
the the atmosphere, well, the vibe. It, that's it, it's, what it is. It's 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 like you mentioned with your car. It's a mm-hmm. vibe. It's a vibe. Yeah, it's and you know, if from what I I mean, from what I understand from talking to uh, Chris from the LVAC, talking to other wrestlers, things like that. Um, this is this is really what they're striving to be. They're striving to be just a fun place where you can come and be a fan. It doesn't matter who you are. Yeah. You know, you can come and you can be respected for who you are. You can be accepted for who you are and you can come and just be a fan of wrestling. Yeah. Nobody, nobody cares about any of that other stuff. Yeah, no one cares nobody, what side you're on. No one cares no, what you watch. They just, they just no, want to watch nobody, wrestling nobody cares. Nobody cares about, you know, uh, political affiliation, no. or any, any no, of these like, things nothing. that like you go somewhere else and people are just, you know, not as, as good about it. The LVAC, this is a place where everyone is respected and everyone is accepted. And I think yep. that is the most amazing thing because at the end of the day, it doesn't matter who we are. We're all wrestling fans. We're all here to enjoy and support yep. the same thing. And that is is what they're building. And we see that time and time again yep. with every LVAC show. And last night, you know, being their big show of the year, uh, you know, it, the biggest show that they've ever planned. Like this yeah. is... It really shined through last night. It really um, was standing room only. It was yeah, the whole place yeah, was, it was packed from ear to ear. And again, I, I can't say this enough, but what a hot crowd! Yeah, like, it was into fire. every single match. Fire. It was just so fun, and it made the event that much better. But yeah, so uh, Tracy Williams, Matt Mikowski get the win on this one, and. We're going to move on to our next match, next which match. has been has been touted on some time for social media as this big champion versus, versus champion, champion yeah. uh, battle. As we have uh, Max the Impaler, mm-hmm. who is the uh, NWA television yep. champion. And then you have Delmi Exo, who is the MLW uh, women's featherweight champion. champion. Yep. And I got to tell you this. Um, so I. I am relatively familiar with Delmi Exo's work. Yeah. I, I followed the sea stars in Chikara. Um, I, I followed her and her sister. So I'm, I'm familiar with her work. Yep. Um, so I, I really, I, I knew what I was getting there. I wouldn't say I'm as familiar with Max the Impaler, although I know who, who she is. I know who she is. I know her work, but I'm yeah. not as familiar as yeah. Delmi. But knowing those two bodies of work and knowing where where they're both at, um, I had I had high hopes for Delmi, despite the <laughs> fact that I knew that this was going to be an uphill battle. Oh yeah, it was definitely a, a David versus Goliath style matchup. But yeah, but more Goliath versus David. <laughs> yeah, and I I had I had high hopes for Delmi. Um, unfortunately, things did not go so well for Delmi. she tried uh, her damnedest i will give did. her that she tried with everything she had gave gave max everything she could but at the end of the day max yeah. kind of just crushed her well and <laughs> very early on in the match uh right towards the beginning uh around the ring bell uh we we had a max is going to kill you chant. yep and, and the uh, crowd was not wrong they, the crowd was not wrong they weren't lying no, definitely not. The and crowd we was not even had a little interaction with Domi before the matchup. Domi uh, saw my belt I was wearing and uh, asked me where I got it from and asked me if I want it and basically told me it was fake. And then in response, Raphis goes, I missed you in Sea Stars. 
<laughs> yeah. Uh, so I got I got a nice I got a nice little acknowledgement there because uh, you know uh, certain certain people remember me from certain shows and that's that's good. Um, but it was it, it was a fun match. Um, oh, yeah. You know Max Max the Impaler and we we talked about this a little bit on the on the preview show. Um, and I think it I think it holds true and I think it's even more in, ingrained having seen the match and having you know seen that's my first time seeing her live yeah so uh Same. you know it she is a spectacle it is oh, yeah. uh, it is incredible um it's it, i don't even no know words yeah it's <laughs> I, I mean it's 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 it was incredible to see um and, and this was i mean this was a, this was a good match there there was a little back and forth and and delmi tried her hardest I have I is she okay so she gets an A plus for effort yes she gets a gold star for this reason alone okay I have never seen anybody try to dismantle chairs oh, that, yeah. are, that were connected together <laughs> like, like Delmi did now from Delmi, our, she was trying to get a chair or some way to combat Max and I don't think she realized the chairs are basically either zip tied together yeah. or glued to the floor they were either they were way connected she could not together get a chair we could not we could not see what she was doing necessarily from our vantage point but having watched it again this morning on iwtv.live uh we could see that she was trying to dismantle the chairs and she was having trouble but she was not quitting she, she made was, about three she, fans she, she get made, up she and made, she tried it like three times she made the effort <laughs> she did so she gets uh, an a plus for effort and a gold star um unfortunately uh she fell prey to max the impaler and max the impaler came away with the win in uh what would be considered uh, a a squash match, I guess. Uh, I mean, to would, a point. I, to a point, but the fact that Delmi gave it her best shot and and fought through most of it, yeah. I would say it was sort yeah. of a fair fight, but not really. Yeah, not <laughs> not really. Um, so this next match is is interesting because we talked about crowd interaction. Oh yeah, and uh i don't you know for as much as the crowd was involved in the vegan match this was just a this was just a whole nother level yeah, of crowd they were interaction. involved heavily so we had pretty much a death match wrestlers without the death match to it because obviously we're of the ac we had lucky 13 and brandon kirk the pretty much king of death match of new jersey versus club soda which consists of jeff cannonball and puff and this is my first time seeing club soda live and I wouldn't know what to expect, but when they came out with Simon Sullivan and the squirt soda, and they had every fan yes. having a sip of squirt out of their bottles, and uh, Simon was throwing bottles into the crowd. Oh, yeah. And it it was... was just such a fan-heavy interaction entrance. It was just a, such a cool entrance to see. And seeing Puff struggle to get into yeah. the ring, not once, not twice, but three times, that was that is, hilarious. That is that hilarious. is uh, that is uh, standard puff. Apparently, the ring apron is the bane of his existence. Uh, he he has he hasn't he hasn't met a ring apron that hasn't like that has liked him yet. Uh, so, uh, but again, uh, I think the big word that we talk that we really bring up when we talk about club soda uh, is is fun. Um, Jeff Cannonball is a riot to see live. Oh, he's um, and, Amazing. And to be honest, <laughs> when you look at uh, when you look at a team like Jeff Cannonball and Puff, um, you you don't expect as much amazing athleticism oh, from yeah. them as you actually get because these guys are phenomenal wrestlers. They're not just they're not just fun in the ring. They're not just, you know, a lot of times you look at wrestlers that are fun in the ring and you're like, oh, well, this guy's just, you know, like a, a joke wrestler. He's here to, you know, have a good time and this and that. But they are 
they are very talented yeah. as well. What they do in the They're ring is, big, is great. Big dudes, but for their size, they can go in the ring. Man. Yes, they can they absolutely can. go in the ring. And this match was not a death match, but certainly not for lack of trying on Lucky 13's part. Oh, dude. He showed up with a he showed up with a pair <laughs> of scissors, scissors, and he was desperate to use those. Brandon, Brandon had to calm him down several times. Yeah, which is funny because here's Brandon Kirk, you know, like the deathmatch king of New Jersey, the big deathmatch wrestler who is like calming down Lucky 13. And this whole thing started because Lucky 13 was angry. Yep. Like he was he was angry with Simon Sutherland. And since he couldn't get to him, he would get to uh, Puff and Cannonball. Yep. And it was uh, it was a great match. We had the appearance of a barbed wire bat towards Out the end. Nowhere. That did, out of nowhere that luckily uh for everyone involved did not get used but what was used was the scissors and not the way that you'd expect well the the barbed wire bat started it off and that <laughs> caused the distraction when the referee took the barbed wire bat away that allowed lucky cannon and brandon kirk to get the low double blow. low blows mm -hmm. on uh puff and jeff cannonball and allow them to take the win and yes the scissors, as you mentioned, did get involved. Uh, what what exactly happened with those uh, scissors? So they kept teasing that they were going to hit him, but instead, Brandon Kirk and Lucky Thirteen decided to literally cut locks and locks off of Simon Sutherland's beautiful mane ah, on his head. So many locks. <laughs> uh, by the time there was that, hair covered in the ring, by the time yeah, by the time over. the match was over, uh, they were they were sweeping the hair out of the ring because they just uh, poor Simon. But do not do not worry. Uh, do not worry as, as, uh, cheerful as he is Simon Sutherland, as he was being consoled and, and led from the ring by club soda was, was letting the fans know, don't worry. I'm okay. I'll be okay. <laughs> My favorite so, part at the end was when Puff and Jeff were walking back and they, uh, crossed their arms as they were drinking. Oh, the two yes. of soda. <laughs> there was, uh, this, despite the loss, there was quite the, uh, squirt celebration slash <laughs> consoling afterwards yeah. and uh but it, squirt was uh, squirt was the uh the the the, highway, the well really the highway of that match yeah pretty much uh, it was all revolved or revolved around squirt um you know again you you mentioned the fans drinking and at one point uh they during during the actual match they poured soda into a fan's mouth and he did, like, the triple, uh, triple h, h style yeah he spit it into the air and it was just it was just incredible fun uh this is what the lvac is all about, all about um man. Oh. and and i will say uh for anybody who listened to our preview who or who will listen to our preview from this point on, uh, you will realize that we did not get the match we were expecting. Oh, no. Not oh, even no. in the slightest. Not even close. <laughs> but it, but it, it may have even been better than better what we Better than were we thought. I, I mean, I, yeah. I wasn't expecting blood out of the LVAC because I don't think that's kind of like their that's, thing. But just the fact that they had Jeff Cannonball, Brandon yeah. Kirk, Lucky 13, I was like, mm. Yeah. You, you have never know. <laughs> you have to. You have to imagine that there's going to be some level of brutality in it. But again, luckily for everyone involved, there was no uh, brutality. Just, uh, just a lot of fun. Just a, a lot, lot of, of fun. Goofiness. A great and a, and a great match too. You have four guys in there that are just uh, you know uh, applying their craft as as they do. And uh, again, uh, from top to bottom, when you look at this card, and and this is not something we talked about specifically yet but if you look at the the card from top to bottom everybody booked on this show was just so so immensely talented in, oh, in what they do um you know 
and and to have this uh, we talked about this in the preview to have this sort of stage to be able to apply their craft to be able to be seen um not only by the probably thousand plus in attendance but you know people watching possibly all over the world yeah, with iwtv.live yeah, IWTV, yeah. so it's um it's it's great for them uh and again just talented people from top to bottom uh again the the lvac tends to work with uh you know the the most talented of of people uh you know really highlighting uh independent wrestling on the eastern coast here Uh, so again just um a a great night of wrestling that uh continues on with talented wrestlers well here we go is contender for match of the night man this this match like this, is contender for match of the year possibly, as far yeah, as what I've seen. Match of the year. Like, we had Speedball Mike Bailey against LSG. What does the LSG stand for, sir? That is Leon St. Giovanni. Yeah. And, and these ugh. guys, we want to talk about fluid motion. These guys, this this match was fluid nonstop. They they were just so in sync with their moves, their what they what they had planned. It was just and this is my first time seeing Speedball live. And man, that dude. I said it before to Ralph before we went live that he was basically the Ken, the real life version of Ken from Street Fighter because he was just his motions, yeah, was just so fluid. And when he came out to the crowd at his entrance, he was not only high fiving fans, but he was headbutting, kicking, and chopping fans like as he came out. Oh yeah, and it was just like the craziest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. This if you um <laughs> if if you do not. Uh, if you do not know anything about Speedball Mike Bailey, if you have not seen Speedball Mike Bailey, if you are not familiar with his work, go out and find him. Get on YouTube, look for matches. Um, yeah, Speedball Mike Bailey and his uh sort of you know I want to say a martial arts gimmick. Oh yeah, uh, he's he's just is so good at everything he does, and uh, just you know again, the the presentation. Um, the the look the uh, the the ring gear the, um, the, the fact that he the fact that he wrestles barefoot like yeah. the whole thing the the presentation is is phenomenal and part of that again is uh, what he does like you said on the way to the ring and that uh, you know just the interaction with the fans on the way to the ring it it builds into that whole gimmick and that that vibe yeah. that he's going for yeah. and it really it really works for him oh yeah um, absolutely. And and I know we're we're gushing a lot over Speedball Mike Bailey, but let me tell you, this is my first time seeing LSG live, and he was oh, no slouch whatsoever. No, he was all. fantastic. He matched the energy to Speedball perfectly. Oh yeah, like, I mean they were such an in sync. The match was so, like I said, it seems weird to say in sync, but they were so in sync with every reversal, every attack, every grapple, every strong, every kick, every punch. Mm-hmm. It was just so fluid of a match there was never there was barely any if at all noticeable yeah errors oh it, it was it was phenomenal from beginning to end um too many great spots and, and great moves for us to even uh mention even There's mention too many <laughs> but you have you have to seek out this seek match this match out. um get to iwtv.live get this show and even for this match alone it's it's worth the price of admission um this match was just top notch from beginning to end this this would be a Meltzer five star match oh it would have easily to be. because it, it was, was it was, it was so, so good. good um just just the back and forth and you know you you talk about chemistry between two guys these guys had phenomenal chemistry yeah. and and there's this uh you know there's this thought that you know 
some people go over and some people get over. Well, someone went over in this match, but these two both, both got over. It was the only match on the night. Not that the whole show was great because it was, but it was the only match mm-hmm. on the night where they got a this is awesome chant from the crowd. And That's how good this match was. And and the crowd was 100% right. Oh this match was awesome. Was... Uh, you you have to see this. Um, I don't know if... I don't know if the LVAC when they put together this match could have uh, imagined how how great it was going to be. Yeah. It had to um, exceed whatever expectations they had going into this because it was just um, easily match of the night. Uh, again, no disrespect to anybody else because great matches throughout the entire card, but this match. This match uh, shined above the others. It was that good. Yeah, it was just, again, too many great spots to even mention. Because, again, it was just a spot fest, but a beautiful spot fest. Yes. Um, So you need to see this show. If you have not not seen that match, you need to see this show and see that match specifically. uh, Because it was just tremendous. So much fun. Such a good match. Um, I, I mean... I, I I can't wait to see it again. Oh, like I want to I, I want to see, see the match again. I want to see a two and a three, yeah. or maybe a three. I want to yeah. see a trilogy. Oh, absolutely! But it's um, now time to go over what was a crazy main event, a big change actually, multiple changes to the main event. Might I add? Um, first of all, obviously, as we know, Wheeler Yuta, due to an injury, was out of the uh, Ultramantis mob. But then, before the match got underway. The quote-unquote king of Lehigh Valley, Sydney, announced that due to unforeseen circumstances, Becca was also off of the match. But in his in her place, he decided that he himself would represent the uh, Bacabella army for his team. So, so, so two things. Number one, uh, I I hear you say quote unquote quote unquote. Listen, he was the only one with a crown. Listen, so if it, yo heavy heavy lays the know, head that wears the crown, but Big Dan Champion is the king of. Well, when he when he <laughs> when he wears the crown, then we'll talk about that. Uh, but yes, uh, it, that's that's number one. Um, but yes, uh, Sydney Bacabella, you know, as the king as the king has to step in and take things into his own hands yep. now that his now that his team is officially down one member yes so uh and he... we will reveal later what happened but in the place of Wheeler Yuta was the returning swamp monster yes uh <laughs> good old good old swampy was back back from shikara uh, back from the grave it's been it's been some time really since long we've, time it's been some time since we've seen swampy around uh <laughs> but again just uh great to great to see the swamp monster and the returning up. avery good professional wrestler yeah so this this match was just um this match was just stacked on on both sides so let's let's talk a little bit about each team before we kind of of course move forward here so as you mentioned the returning avery good uh it's been about two years years, since he's since he's officially um been in the ring and uh but good old avery uh just could not take dan champions uh verbal and possible physical abuse of of a of a a senior citizen a legend a a a two-time former hall of famer Famer, a two-time former hall of famer listen vince senior hated him so much (laughs) that he kicked him out not once but but twice twice. uh so 
Uh, here you have the king of the Lehigh Valley who does not deserve to be treated like he has been treated. Poor Sidney Bacavella. Avery said, you know what? Enough's enough. If, you know, the uh, Area Agency on Aging will not do anything about this, <laughs> I will step up for my good friend, Sidney Bacabella, who uh, gave Avery an amazing intro last night. Spot on intro. Uh, and, and the entire team uh, rallied around Avery as the best, the best, the best. For those who haven't seen Avery good live, and Ooh. hopefully you should, hopefully you'll be able to in the future if he decides to come back in, in another two years depending on how he feels, he comes out to a version of the Foo Fighters, The Best of You, where it's just the best. The best. The entire time. The best. <laughs> the entire time. The best. So, <laughs> so he we... stands in the ring, arms raised, until you absolutely boo him because he wants you to know that he is the oh, best. He is the best. <laughs> the best. The best. So we start off at the top with the best. And we then move on to his best friend, Sidney Bacabella, yep. stepping in uh, to, you know, don the tights and yep. give it a go. Uh, the the king steps in to lead his army into battle. And then you had Bojack, which was our first time seeing him. And he Let is a me big tell dude, you about man. Bojack. Woo. Wow. Like I've, I've not, I've not seen Bojack before. I understand that Bojack is uh, big with uh, deadlock pro wrestling, which is uh, as I understand big in the Carolinas. And, yep. but this was my first time seeing Bojack and I got to tell you, man, Bojack is a massive individual of a human being who is just scary. Good in the ring. Oh yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm so glad that the LVAC and, uh, Sidney Bacabella and Avery brought him in to be a part of this team because uh, he is a he is a wrecking ball of a monster. Oh my god! I loved it. He <laughs> it was great. Uh, you know, very cool to see him. You had Channing Thomas, and and here's the thing with Channing <laughs> Thomas. Again, you talk about you know um, Avery and and Sydney being best friends, but you know. Avery's got Avery's got a life of his own now. Of he's course. you know the the director of championship for mm -hmm. IWTV. Yep. He's he's doing his thing. He's uh, out there in the world. So that left a void uh, in in Sydney Bacabella's dance card. And you know <laughs> here we have Channing Thomas who added a bit of class to this team because he is truly world class. Mm -hmm. That is, there's no doubt about that. No doubt. And luckily. Sydney was able to make a deal with the Dallas wrestling office yep. to get Channing Tatum on loan mm -hmm. for this match, yep. which, um, you know, <laughs> Sydney Bacabella, the, the master of, uh, wrestling that he is, yep. uh, you know, had to have, had to have that world-class presence on the team. And then finally rounding out this team is, uh, the, what I, well, I like to call the, the wild card of the whole thing, yeah. uh, our, our, uh, beloved Jakob, Hammermeyer from uh, the old Chikara days. Jakob yeah. uh, was a mainstay, uh, and I will tell you what. So it's been it's been a long time since you know I've consistently seen Jakob. You know, having been to a lot of Chikara shows, and I gotta say, Jakob has not missed a step. Not at all. Um, Jakob is a character among characters. Uh, I I love 
watching Yako's interaction with the fans. Um, he's he's very talented in the ring, but he is uh, a whole package. Oh, oh yeah. And you know, with with everything that he does, his interaction with the fans, his in ring talent, you know, he's a he's a total package. And I feel like that's a good way to describe this team when you look at each wrestler individually yeah. and and what they do on this team uh and, and what they do uh you know with their characters and their body of work in the ring outside the ring like you have you know complete packages yeah but the other their the other team their the opponents uh ultra Manus's mob is no uh th- there's no slouch on no that slouch. team either so let's run them down real quick let's as well. do it so we have on the other side of course we have in my opinion the king of lehigh valley Big Dan champion. Oh, I thought you were going to say Yako the hot dog. Okay. No, no. Obviously, Big Dan, King of the High Valley, and his partners, of course, Edith Surreal, which uh, was a former Chikara staple as well. Back, we had Cheeseburger. We had Clara Carreras. And, obviously, the uh, mystery partner, which we will regroup later, the Swamp Monster. Yes. Yuda, again, due to injury, could not wrestle. Yes. So, um, and and a side note, Yuta could not wrestle, but Yuta was still present. Yep. Uh, he came down to the ring with uh, his with with the Ultramantis mob. mob. Mm-hmm. Um, he was he was there for the the meet and greet. So Yuta was still present during the match, just there, not able just to not physically wrestle. get in the no. ring. So, uh, yeah. So first you have Big Dan Champion, and as we talked about on the preview, uh, Big Dan Champion has had a change of ways. He has mended his relationships and made up for past yeah. uh, discrepancies and uh, just really turned things around and become a fan favorite. And you know how much of a fan favorite he has become. You know how much oh, uh, dude, that crowd when he th- came out is so hot for him off the arena. I've never heard a pop so loud in any, any show than when Big Jan Champion came out. And I will tell you, uh, not only standing in line, but walking around the building, there were Dan Champion shirts everywhere. Everywhere. You know, um, <laughs> I mean, you know, he may not be the king of the Lehigh Valley like Sidney Bacabella, but he may be the king of Lehigh <laughs> Valley merchandising because his T-shirts were everywhere. Just a huge, uh, huge uh, following for Dan. Uh, people were really excited to see him. Uh, so again, um, Dan Champion, just a a big, strong, uh, muscular dude, Big Dan. Big Dan. Uh, <laughs> but he lives up to every bit of that oh, moniker, dude. Uh, he's he's fantastic in the ring. So uh, he was, you know, sort of your. Uh, because of everything that had happened, he's sort of your like, you know, de facto captain of the team, I would yep, say. Uh, pretty much. And then uh, Cheeseburger. Uh, what can you say about Cheeseburger? He's a talented wrestler. Cheeseburger is, is so phenomenal. Every time I see him wrestle, he's just better and better every time. Uh, the, the things he does in the ring, there's a spot he did with Avery where he was standing on Avery's back and put Avery into a, uh, it, it was like a cross between. It was almost uh, like a widow's peak. Yeah, it was weird. It was like it was like this chicken wingish sort of uh, the octopus Something. kind of stretch. It's great. It was it's, fantastic. It's, it's a it's a phenomenal move. Um, but but cheeseburger is is so very talented. Um, you know, a great addition to this team. Uh, you had Edith Surreal, who I have not seen wrestle in person since the Chikara yeah, days, I've not and seen I her was since then. Yeah, I was excited to see her back in uh back wrestling live again. Uh, like I said, she's been she's been wrestling. I just haven't seen her live, so yeah. it was exciting for me to see her back in the ring again. Uh, got to talk to her a little bit before the show, and um you know just uh a, a a different 
presence on the team because her style, some of the things she does, uh, there's, there's this move that she did, uh, and I believe it was, I believe it was Jakob Hammermeyer. Yeah. Uh, she Irish Jacob. whipped him into the ropes. And instead of running back towards the ropes in the same direction, she ran into the other ropes, bounced back and came at him with a flying bulldog. Yeah, and I was, was like, really that cool. is awesome. Yeah, that, was so cool. that was such a cool move. Um, but that's, but that's the kind of stuff that you can expect out of Edith Surreal. You're getting something that um, is just not, not the same thing you see every no. day. Uh, her her offense was fantastic. Uh, I thought she was great in this match. And you also you have the leader, Ultramantis Black. Uh, Ultramantis on the outside with his presence. Uh, his presence was felt a little bit oh, uh, yeah. be- before the match. Um, and then rounding out the team, you have uh, La Chica, Clara Carreras, who yep. um, I believe I've seen live once before. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you what, she was really Dude, good last night. For her night. size, and she was up against a lot of big men. She she was yeah, hanging she, with the best of them. Yeah, because she is she is much uh, she was much shorter than everyone else in the match. But even like when she was in the ring facing off against uh, Channing Thomas, who probably has like a foot and a half oh, on yeah. her easily. <laughs> easily. I mean, she's uh, you know she's in there hitting Frankenstein's and like she was just she, she was, was really good. Yeah, she was just as level as with the rest of them. Even and though I, she was a small size. And I don't I don't want to say this as I, I want to say this in as positive way as I can to me I think she was probably the biggest surprise in the match just because I didn't really know how good she was before this and she was very good last night so fantastic uh, it when I say that she was the surprise of the match that is uh, 100% positive because you just did not see that coming like between her and and Bojack, I didn't have much of knowledge of both of them. them, But now that I've seen them, I'm like, I want to see more because these were two, these were two good, good wrestlers in the ring that I really enjoyed seeing last night. And speaking of surprises, uh, for most, most of the match, Swamp Monster didn't really do much. It wasn't until the end where we finally got the uh, big reveal, the unmasking, the unmasking. And of all people, it was best friend's own Chuck Taylor, with a big return, Chuck Taylor was in the house to the LVAC. He literally got in there, did some moves, and quickly got out of there. Yeah, he 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 he, he did his part, and he got out of there. That yeah. was it. Like he got Absolutely. in, he got out, helped help them get the victory. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, we did not get our refunds because Big Dan was not able to punch Sidney Blackwell in the face. No. Um, <laughs> so we so we should we should mention. Uh, you know, there was quite a lot of action in this match. Um, you know, obviously, uh, the Big Dan's team comes out on top, uh, but this this match had been changed at the very beginning yeah, Sydney, by Sidney Bacabella. Yes, the king of the, the king. Lehigh Valley, because he was the king, <laughs> made a uh, royal proclamation that the match would now be a no disqualification street fight, which ended up in Bojack slamming Ultramantis through a door, through a door. and that door um, was a door because it exploded. Oh yeah, so loud. Yeah, it was, when, when it was went crazy. It. it was crazy. Yeah, it was it was quite a moment. Um, it it sounded like a it, it sounded like a gunshot like as he went through. It was <laughs> insane, um, just ridiculous. So uh, again, just um, some really spectacular moments throughout this match. I feel like even with um, even with Ultramats being on the outside, Wheeler Yuta being on the outside, everybody got a little bit of shine in this match. Um, Wheeler Yuta, that's another moment that's we didn't talk big about. Moment so. That- Pretty much so we, the course. Wheeler Yuta turned on his team. Wheeler Yuta was the heel that we always knew he was in the BCC, and he did yes. it against Big Dan. Oh, not Big Dan's team. That's really 
Ultramantis's team. But he did. But he did. Uh, he he did uh, go behind the back of Big Dan, and uh, because Sydney paid him off. Because Sydney paid him off. Yes, <laughs> uh, I think he made it. I think he made a cold hard twenty dollars from Sydney yep. Bacabella, which um, you know that that was probably one of many twenties Sydney had on him, just in case he got punched. Twenty bucks is twenty bucks, man. Yeah, listen, um, <laughs> you know it. It happens. Uh, it's 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 the way it is. Because uh, this was something that uh, I we we did talk about before, where you know could Wheeler you to really be trusted? No, yeah. mm-hmm. you know. But hey, uh, so that that's what precipitated the uh, unmasking of, 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 of Chuck of Taylor, Mouser, yeah. and yeah, it was uh, just uh, a, a phenomenal match from beginning to end. Um, one thing that the LVAC does is they put on these marquee, huge main event matches. Uh, You know, these big 10-man tags are always so much fun. Everybody gets their stuff in. Everybody gets the shine. Everybody gets to, you know, have a good time in the ring. And we as fans are the real winners because we get to see all of of this incredible action. We get to see all these incredible talents in front of us. Um, But just from top to bottom, from beginning to end, Every moment of last night was phenomenal. Special. Now, we Definitely had, uh, and and this is this is something that uh, you can you can speak to a little bit. But we did have the meet and greet before the show. Yep. And uh, at the meet and greet, uh, we had, as promised, the Godfather and D'Lo Brown were there, but they did not come alone. No, they did not come alone. And I didn't realize that this this wasn't announced, but because they were all at the Legends Fan Fest in Hamburg, where it was the entire group, Mark Henry, uh, D'Lo Brown, Godfather, and Farouk as the Nation of Domination. But Farouk actually came to Steel Stacks with D'Lo and Godfather. Yeah, it was uh, it was really cool. And uh, you picked up a, a sweet little I picked up a uh, title. sweet little rare title. Only 10 were made. Shout out to uh, Joe Ruda from Ruda Entertainment. Um, I had all three of them sign it. And that was the belt that uh, Delmi called me fake for. <laughs> yeah, a, a, a sweet-looking Nation of Domination belt. Uh, very, very cool. Call me fake yeah. for it. <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, it was just. It was just a great evening from beginning to end. So once again, uh, a big congratulations to everybody at the LVAC for an amazing, an amazing match, an amazing <laughs> show, an amazing card. Everything they did was just amazing from top to bottom. Uh, here's to many more years of great shows at the steel stacks. Cause it's just, that it's, venue is just perfect. Too. Yeah, it, it really is. Venue. It really is. Um, so the, I just wanted to mention this, the next time we're going to see the LVAC out and about is, uh, going to be on Friday, September 29th. They are going to be at the, at the touchstone the, theater. Yes. The touchstone theater, which is right down the road from the steel stacks. They're going to be at, uh, an event called festival unbound mm-hmm. and there's going to be food and, uh, there will be drinks available. There's going to be bands playing and there's going to be a professional wrestling show. And the great thing about this is this event is 100% free to attend absolutely free so listen if you are not doing anything on friday september 29th uh get yourself to the touchstone theater in bethlehem pennsylvania Mm -hmm. you can look up the uh touchstone theater online and get all the information uh the event is starting at seven and it is called festival unbound and the lvac will be there uh i will be there uh (laughs) checking out the event as uh sean will be 
back in uh, the great state of New Jersey. New Jersey. So I will I will be at the event to uh, check out everything the LVAC has to offer. Yep. Uh, it'll be uh, it'll be a fun night. Uh, so if you can, please uh, make it out for that and keep an eye on all the uh, LVAC's social media as they will have uh, information about upcoming shows. I know that uh, soon they will be back at their uh, home at Sokol's in yep. Bethlehem, PA, where they run the majority of their shows. Uh, so absolutely keep an eye on the LVAC's uh, social media accounts to keep up on when the uh, when the next time you'll be able to see them uh, at Sokol's in Bethlehem. And whatever else they've got going on, this is a big year for them. As, oh, yeah. as Chris from the LVAC told me, this is the most shows that they've ever done in one year just because they've had the opportunities to do some really cool things. Um, they usually keep it to about five or six shows a year, but yeah. they've just, they've had the opportunity to do some really great things. And it's, um, it's really good to see a group like this, you know, finally getting the opportunities and, and the recognition they deserve because they, they are, absolutely deserve they it. are 100% for the fans. They love the fans. What they do is to help the fans. And so, uh, you know, they, they want the fans to have the best professional wrestling possible and have exactly. a good time. And that's what it's all about. Yep. And they really do a great job at that. So, you know, continue to support them, uh, continue to support independent professional wrestling. And with that said, we're going to move on to our main event of the show. We are talking yeah. top five tag team mashup themes in Heck wrestling. Yeah. And uh, this one I'm excited about because I've always been a big fan of mashups, whether it's mm -hmm. the music or themes or both sure. I'm a huge guy of, of how just how you can mesh two different songs together and make it sound like one complete song so this one i'm yeah. excited for yeah this is a this is gonna be a lot of fun um we are uh, obviously you know we are opinion city so uh <laughs> it, as 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 amazing as this weekend was and everything we have to talk about uh it's it's important that we get down to the root of what we do and that is our top five opinions and this one is a good one this is i agree with you this is one i'm super excited about um just because i'm i'm like you i i love the idea of mashups uh i think mashups are so much fun and the world of professional wrestling has been a place where more times than not we end up seeing uh, a lot of tag teams that are developed of just two singles wrestlers thrown together. Yep. And I always kind of, I always kind of find it odd that if we're going to throw two singles wrestlers together, yep. we're going to take the time and effort to build them as a tag team, mm -hmm. but then we're just going to have them come out with separate entrances yeah. or we're going to have them come out to one of their themes or we're not going to do anything special to make them feel like a team. Yeah. So when they do that, I think it, um, it really adds to, the whole presentation and making the fan believe in this team as a legitimate team. Yeah, absolutely. So absolutely. All right. So um, this topic was 100% your idea. Uh, <laughs> I, I think it was uh, a great one to come up with. So why don't you go ahead and lead us off with your number, number five, five. number five, for my first pick on the list. I picked the theme while not entirely a mashup was still a fun song that was made for this team. It was right after Jericho broke up. Mm -hmm. And so, Big Show had aligned himself with The Miz, yeah, a.k.a. making Show Miz. It was really just The Miz's theme song I came to play with uh, scatterings of Big Show's name shouted in between. Yeah. But it was perfectly timed with the theme, so it seemed seamless in yeah. the song. It was kind of, I guess you can say a lazy mashup, but it yeah. worked. 
for the team, it worked for them. Um, the, the the way they intertwined Big Show's name throughout the this song again for that theme worked. It yeah. didn't seem out of place. It didn't seem like it was just there thrown randomly. It was in right. specific spots where it made sense. Mm. And yeah. that team itself was pretty successful. They became the unified tag team champions together. And yeah. also at the time, Miz was also United States champion, so he was double champion yeah, sure. with the Big Show. So, I, and honestly, I hate to cut you off. I'm no, sorry go ahead. That. I think they are an underrated odd couple tag team because they were pretty successful in their short time together. So you and I had a conversation off the air where we talked about the big show. And I had mentioned that I didn't think the big show got enough credit for his tag team work, because if you look at a lot of these, you know, uh, thrown together tag teams, the big show was in a number of them. And yeah. so, um, and unfortunately for me, I think that if I were to make a list of like my, uh, if I were to rank all of the big shows tag like teams. tag yeah. teams, <laughs> Show Miz would probably be at the bottom of my list, unfortunately. Um, but I do think that you know it was a it was a good use of uh, mashing their themes up together. I think it worked well for them. Um, like you said, it it could be it could be a considered a, a lazy mashup. But if you think about like the big show's theme itself, yeah, like. There's not much to it other than, you know, repeating the big it's, show. It's like, the big show. Yeah. yeah. So, like, I mean, there's, you know, it's it's all revolved around that. So, um, yeah, it it definitely it definitely worked for the team, um, you know, but uh, not necessarily one of my favorites, but it, it definitely worked for the team. Yeah, it definitely worked for the team. Yeah. All right. So my number five uh, for my number five, I picked the RK bro. Thing. Ah, now. Here's the thing. So we all know Randy Orton's theme song. Yep, we voices. all know Matt Riddle's theme song. Yep. Um, we all know that, you know, they're very different styles. So oh, yeah. when you listen to the the mashup together, it's almost like you're driving like you're 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 driving with the top down in L.A. <laughs> and you're just bumping to this song because they they managed to take Randy Orton's song that is sort of this. um you know, sort of hard rock, heavier, yeah, heavy, heavier, heavier anthem, and with the simple addition of the backbeats and the, the the background music from Riddle's theme, they made it this like sort of uh, low vibe bumping. It became hip -hop. the bro anthem, basically. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> it, it was amazing. It basically, made Orton sound like a bro. <laughs> and and I I point to one specific moment that tells you everything you need to know about why this song was successful and that proves that this song was successful okay. and and i had i had to look this up to get the exact information on it but okay. it is from the november 21st 2021 episode of raw oh and rk bro comes out they are on commentary and they are commentating during a match between the dirty dogs consisting of dolph ziggler and bobby, and and bobby, Roode, bobby Roode. uh against the street profits and as rk bro is coming to the ring they casually cut to the street prophets who are dancing, dancing in, to the theme dancing song. in the ring <laughs> to RK Bros theme song. And I'm like, look, it doesn't get any better than that. That's perfect. Boom. New Day did this did the same thing with them as well. And yeah. any, anytime they fist New Day, New Day would come out and just start dancing with the theme song. Yeah. As well. <laughs> to to me, it's it's not the it's not the greatest mashup of all time, but it is a mashup that shows exactly what kind of magic can happen exactly. when you have a successful mashup because 
you're not just you're not just taking two songs and putting them together. You're creating something new. Yeah. Which it's also is, crazy because of again how different those two songs by themselves are. Yeah, and how well they actually mash up together. Yeah. Like it, it's it's like boom. Like it's, yo, you know, it's it's a perfect example of, of of what yeah of why we do these things, why we do mashups. Mm-hmm. All right. So let's move on to your number four. For my number four, we also we have to hop into our time machine. Uh oh. Go back into 2013. Oh wow. Where two brothers were finally put into a tag team. Oh no. I'm talking about Go Dust and Cody Rhodes, mm. not Stardust. Cody Rhodes before Stardust, and and they were successful at that. It was a perfect use of both their songs. They it was mainly Gold Dust song, with Cody Rhodes woes and lyrics like kind of sprinkled in mm-hmm. but it was perfect it, and it, they called it golden smoke and i thought that was great because i've always loved the smoke and mirrors themes on that that cody had for a while mm-hmm. it was it was great for him it was perfect for him and the way they seamlessly put those two together yes. was just perfect and they had probably one of the best tag team runs of that year when they had that great rivalry with the shield mm-hmm. and then beat the shield for the tag team titles yeah, the the win the win with their dad out there was yeah, just it was so good. I, I, that's that's a moment that you can cannot be overlooked as far as importance, significance, and just you really want to get fans emotionally invested in something. Yeah. That's that's the way to do it. Um, I believe that was the match where if they had lost, then Dusty would have been fired. Yes, it was a, a great storyline building up to that, and just. The, the whole Rhodes family coming back together yep. again was just a, so good. a great catalyst for that tag team. Um, when I was, when I was trying to, when I was trying to come up with my list, golden smoke was one of the songs that came up in my, and so I had to listen to it again to, to really get a feel for it. Yep. And in principle, I like the idea of the theme. Yeah. I don't necessarily like the execution. Okay. I didn't think it was, I didn't think it was as as crisply done. See, I think this, and I think this is a little more lazy than if you were to call Shomiz lazy. Mm. And not that I'm saying it's necessarily lazy in a in a bad way. I just right. think it it the production of it may have been rushed a little bit because for me, it doesn't sync up as well. Right. But I I do like the whole. I, I did like the smoke and mirrors, Cody Rhodes. Yeah. Um. I, I like that whole thing, and. To me, the to me the theme song did what it needed to do. Like it was, um, it it worked for the tag team. I think it helped build the tag team. And honestly, I would have been horrendously disappointed if they <laughs> hadn't done something. No, like if they hadn't done yeah. some kind of, um, they the, needed some sort of tag team, yeah, theme song. Yeah, and um, and I'm glad they I'm glad they based it around Goldust's yeah. theme because honestly, if if I were to pick like you know if i were talking about the greatest entrance themes of all time gold dust is up there for a number of reasons oh yeah of course. um it is just <laughs> a phenomenal piece of orchestrated music and i'm glad they used that as the basis and yeah. kind of built around that because mm-hmm. that's the that's the real important um aspect of that team that, is that and i think it would be harder to find because gold dust theme has no lyrics so, right. so to try and right put the instrumental with smoke and mirrors i don't think that would have worked as yeah well. no probably not um, so but yeah uh it it definitely again this is another one where i'm not necessarily a big fan of the theme mm-hmm. but it did exactly what it was supposed to yep. do it, it worked well for the team and uh it, this this was a short-lived team unfortunately yeah it, it, yeah, it, it didn't last for long well i mean no. it lasted longer but because it wasn't cody it was stardust 
Yeah, it wasn't really because uh, honestly, I think what they were hoping to do was that they were going to keep this tag team going until they finally broke them apart for whatever reason. And yeah. then they were hoping for the WrestleMania match that they never got. Yeah. Which again, what this show is full of them, missed opportunities, man. Yeah. Yeah. When they and look who took advantage of that yeah. AEW. Yeah. Cody Rhodes. That was the, that, that's still in my mind, in my mind, one of their best matches since their creation i i i would call that the best match in aew history it's, i really it's it's either the it's story either, was great it's either that was one great it was oh God. yeah it's either that one or uh thunder and brit oh yeah i think those i think those two could probably qualify as like one and two and you could switch them around yeah. interchangeably because but yes aew took advantage of that missed mm-hmm. opportunity yep yeah what's your number four oh all right, so we're gonna go back in the time machine a little further. Again. <laughs> yeah. So, so this one is a this one is a very rare theme. This one is one you don't hear much. This is also a tag team you don't hear much about. The tag team itself was not great. The run was not great. They weren't <laughs> together long for a tag team. However, this is the exact opposite for me. Whereas before I liked some of your tag teams, but not necessarily the their theme. themes. Okay. Now I like this theme but not necessarily the tag team. Got it. So we are talking about the allied powers of the mm, British Bulldog and Lex yeah. Luger. And so <laughs> what they did was they took this idea of, you know, this this was kind of when when Lex Luger had gone from being the narcissist to, you know, being like the the, the all-American poster child, yep. uh, the Lex Express, all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And so he had more of a an edgier hard rock kind of theme. Yep. So they took Rule Britannia, which was the British Bulldogs theme, uh, which was incredible to begin with. Of um, course. You know, when when he came out at SummerSlam and Wembley to that song, uh, it was just, I, I mean, it, th- there are moments in <laughs> wrestling that are just perfect. You're exactly right. Perfect is the, the perfect <laughs> word. Um, but they took Rule Britannia and they just gave it a hard rock edge. Yep. And they used it like sparingly throughout wrapped around this this version of of a hard rock song and i just i don't know i i always just felt something about that theme i'm like this tag team is terrible which is funny because they had great <laughs> matching gear like yeah it should have been lex luger and the british bulldog it should have been good. in theory it could have been great on paper but <laughs> but in the ring execution it, it just didn't work not so much <laughs> no, it, it just didn't work. But their theme song was absolutely gold. Uh, as I was listening over my choices to, you know, get a feel for them and, and, and things I wanted to say about them. I was just so happy listening to that theme song because I'm like, man, I forgot how much I really like this. Yeah. I'm like, I forgot how good I really think this is. So yeah. that is that is my uh, number four. All right. Sounds good. All right. All right. Number three. My number three pick, I think, is a good mixture of both good team and good theme. Oh, okay. All right. um, also, uh, out of all the matchups on my list, this is the only one that was actually like a, a complete song. It wasn't just two themes mashed okay. together. Right. They made a new song out of it entirely, with but with the lyrics of both songs. I'm talking about the team of Jericho and the theme song Crank the Walls Down and... Again, it's it was a totally new song. It wasn't even the same song. They just said, "Hey, let's make both. Let's make the song edgier and more rock, and just put both lyrics together, and make it one complete song." Mm-hmm. And they were also a complete team. So like, their their song was badass, and they basically turned their theme into a hard rock anthem. Yes, it's just the the, the quarterman Maylene and the Sons of Disaster to create this song. Yeah, and 
it was such a perfect theme for what I truly believe is, is an underrated Occupable tag team in the world of tag team wrestling. Because again, similar to Showmiz, I don't think nowadays, looking back, they were appreciated for mm-hmm. what they were doing at the time. Nowadays, mm-hmm. you you know, we think Jericho, but now back then, right. they, didn't, they didn't have as much love as they do looking back. Right, right. Um, and and this is this is a great theme because I think you know the point you hit on that they were trying to make something edgier because if you listen if you listen to break the walls down and then you listen to crank the walls down yep um you can hear where it's almost like if the lead singer that did break the walls down you know woke up early in the morning and he had gotten fired from his job somebody <laughs> robbed his house his car had been smashed his dog had died his wife left him everything he went downstairs for a beer and all there was was light beer uh, like angry and then you know and then he had to go sing a song yep. so like yeah it, it was such a great it, it was a great version of break the walls down and it would have been fine if it was just a cover of break the walls down, but they took that extra step to do a little bit more to it and really kind of make it feel like uh, you, you, like you said, they made it feel like a brand new song entirely, not only just by what they did stylistically, but the addition of, you know, the big show elements of it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a great theme song and, and it really solidified them as a tag team. Yeah, and I think similar to Shomiz, they were tag team champions. You know, Jericho was already mm-hmm. on top of the road with with his runs. Like, yeah, they were killing it. I think for me, um, when you look at like we we were talking about the the tag teams that the Big Show has been in, and you look at like Shomiz, Jericho, Undertaker, and Big Show. Big Show and um, Kane. You know, I I I feel like this is the one tag team where Big Show felt like more of an equal part of the team oh, than yeah. he did on, on any of the others. Mm-hmm. Um, I really feel like there was um, this, this great sort of connection between big show and, and Jericho. Yeah. Um, the, the chemistry was there. Um, I love that they were doing like the, the blue gimmick. Oh yeah. Big show was wearing <laughs> like the, the, the single that had like the blue aspect yep. to it. And yep. I just, I thought that was really cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah That's really cool. Yeah. So all, all over, I think this was a great theme for, yeah, I think this was a good balance of not only a good team, but also a great theme song. And it's interesting that that one's like right in the middle middle. for you because it it does both of those things. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Cool. All right. You are up, sir. My number three, Jericho. (laughs) You're number two. Yes. (laughs) We are on the same page. We were on that one. We said it all. Yeah. We said it all. I made sure I made sure I spoke more about it then. So I could just go number three, (laughs) Jericho. Number two. Let's go. Number two. Um, it's one that I've been touting for months now. We've been saying it on multiple shows probably at this point ad, ad nauseum, but mm-hmm. better than you, Bebe, Adam Cole, and MJF. Mm-hmm. Even that theme was an odd, the, the, the theme, the tag team was an odd couple in its own right. Yeah. They were thrown together for the blind tag team only right tournament for the belts, mm-hmm. and nobody thought it was going to be as good as it was. Yeah. The, the team itself, the, the build up to their friendship was just perfect. Yeah. The way Adam Cole surprised MJF, the reaction that he got out of MJF when he surprised him with the theme song mm-hmm. is like chef's kiss. Um, literally everything about it was just perfect. And I love that it's not, it's just mashed up enough. It's not, mm-hmm. it's not over, it's not under, it's just perfectly enough to where it, it's MJF's background with a Cole's lyrics added over it, but a little bit faster to match the beat. Yeah. And it's just, it's just, oh, it's one of my favorite modern day mashed up themes that they've created. Yeah. Um, so 
the way I look at this, um, when you're talking about, you know, better than you, baby, the way I look at this team is that it's not just that they took two theme songs and mashed them up. It's not just that they took two singles wrestlers and put them together. It's literally like they took two singles wrestlers and mashed up the wrestlers. Oh yeah. Because absolutely. the the attitude, <laughs> the look, the feel, the sound, everything about them, the better than you baby jackets, everything. The, they The gear, the jackets, the entrance, how we, the theme is perfectly timed with the entrance itself is just, yeah. Uh, well, and, and see, the thing is, I feel like this is an idea that started a long time ago as far as MJF being in a team with somebody, because yeah. I feel like MJF and Chris Jericho laid the groundwork for all oh, of this. Yeah. And I, I honestly feel like MJF and Chris Jericho could have been meant to be what MJF and Adam Cole are, are now. now. Yeah. And they had the chemistry, but their careers were just going in different directions. Yeah. They had many more things to do with Chris Jericho, which thankfully everything happened as it did yep. because Chris Jericho's AEW career has been nothing short of brilliant from beginning. Amazing. To end. Just, everything he does yeah. is just everything. Every angle he has his hand in is just freaking Dude, phenomenal. Constantly evolves. Even now. So constantly amazing. Evolves. Like I can't give him enough credit <laughs> for everything he's done in his AEW run. Yeah. So I, I feel like everything ended up as it was supposed to be, but I feel like the whole idea of MJF being in this team with somebody that he's not, friends with not you know uh tight with and then it just builds into this thing i mean you look at mjf and chris jericho singing and i know i yeah. brought this up on the show before oh, where so good it's so good um, <laughs> but that they took that and they cranked it to 11 yeah with mjf and adam cole so i feel like when we talk about a, a mashup tag team theme this is so high up there because yeah. <laughs> We're not just talking about the mashup of two songs. We're talking about the mashup of two wrestlers. And that is, it is rare in this industry that you can take two singles wrestlers who have very defined personas, careers, songs. Um, I mean, Adam Cole, from going from the Undisputed Era and, and that theme music and the feel of the Undisputed Era to kind of coming into his own, really. I mean, mm -hmm. he was you know like the de facto leader of the undisputed era yeah. but he was never really he was always adam cole of the undisputed era yeah. he was never really adam cole at least that's the way i felt about yeah. his nxt run yeah however he was able to take that and i feel like the feud with pat mcafee started that because oh, i felt yeah, like the feud with pat mcafee was where stuff. adam cole and the undisputed era sort of moved a little further Split, apart yeah. from each other then you know adam cole started becoming that single star that we knew he was always going to be but this AEW run has has taken that to another level. And I feel like Adam Cole really kind of came unto his own. And then you have MJF, which what can you say about MJF? Yeah. There's there's just nothing you can say about MJF that hasn't already been said. And to have those two extremely talented, but it's strong-willed and well-developed characters and, and to actually know, like mash them. Like polar opposites. They were polar yes. opposites and they just mesh so well together. Yeah. And again, just the reaction when MJF's music hit again, and he was like, wait a minute, guys, this is this is my song. Why are you playing it again? And as soon as you hear, it's all about the boom, he's like, it's a mashup. It's a mashup. And he hugs, yeah. he, he hugs Cole, the, the, like the biggest hug. It just, again, like I, 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 know it's, I know it's finite, which is why it's number two on my list. Yeah. Because I know it's not going to last long, and I, I know I'm still going to be sad when it does eventually end. But for yeah. now, I'm just riding. I'm just enjoying the ride. 
Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I agree. All right. My number two. So um, I would say that even though this this is my number two, but it's honestly my favorite mashed up theme ever. Okay. Um, it I could not put it as my number one because I don't think it is the best, but it is personally my favorite because honestly, um, uh, this time in wrestling for this character and some of the other characters involved was a lot of my favorite time of his career. Right. So uh, my my number two is the corporate ministry theme ah. because I love the corporate ministry yeah. theme. I think it was just so brilliantly done. And um, we all know... Uh, we all know the McMahon's theme. We know no chance in hell. Like yep, that's, that's we we know what that already, is. Yep. It's to me, like when you talk about wrestling theme songs, there are maybe a handful of wrestling theme songs that within the first three seconds of it hitting, you know, you know exactly, exactly who it is. is. Yep. And there's no, uh, there's there's no mistaking this for anything else. Yep. So we know what that is. The ministry version of Undertaker, which for whatever it was dark demonic whatever that's one thing i just felt like this was the uh, since the undertaker first debuted yeah and people were just like kids in the crowd were scared of him like he was the phenom he was this yeah i feel like the ministry version of him is really the first time that we got back to that feel of yeah what the undertaker originally was what the character originally was and we did it in a different way. Yeah, they basically turned his theme into like a, a like a heavy dark rock hard anthem. Rock. Hard rock, and it, and all it the was way. perfect. From it was perfect. The gong, the intro, the riff, and the intro before it's, it hits. It's my favorite so Undertaker theme ever. Um, I absolutely love it. And so when they started the corporate ministry and they mashed those together, it's like you you take this perfect hard rock song. And you add in this other piece of music that now makes it this perfect hard rock opera. Yeah, pretty much. So good. Perfect. So good. You have Shane's evil laugh throughout the song, too. Yeah. Which is just so cool. So good. Um, (laughs) I just I can't I can't say enough good things about this theme. Uh, Again, the 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 ministry version of Undertaker was my favorite version. Uh, The corporate ministry was just it was it was a great idea. It fell flat. Yeah, that was I was just gonna say that was one of those things where fell flat. Like you said with some of my uh top picks, it was that great theme, but bad delivery yeah. on the actual team itself. The the ministry <laughs> did not need the corporation. And the corporation, and the corporation, did, not corporation did not need to be a team. <laughs> no. I did not like the corporation at all. Um I, I loved the ministry. I loved everything they were doing. I mean, this is this is this is how we got the APA. Yep. You know, it all stemmed from that. Um, you know, there were some missteps here and there, um, but overall, the mystery gimmick. I mean, they were phenomenal heels. Oh um, yeah, they were. So the dastardly heels. <laughs> but, the, but the corporate ministry theme took something that was already great and um it didn't didn't necessarily make it greater but made it bigger and more of an experience it it felt bigger yeah it felt bigger yeah exactly so that was my number two all right it's time for your number one time for the last one the big one okay uh mine uh, i mean it's kind of a uh, an obvious one in my eyes because i already mentioned it during our odd couple tag teams Uh, that i i knew this was what it was gonna be (laughs) kane and xbox it was one of the first ever attempts to mash up a theme in my eyes um, and even though it wasn't 
a mashup to the whole song. The way they mashed up Kane's intro to Break It Down mm-hmm. was, in my eyes, perfect. Mm-hmm. It, it, as a young kid watching that, it, it felt real. Yeah, it oh, felt certainly. Plus, especially when um, you get the Kane pyro that seamlessly transitions into Break It Down, and their entrance too, similar to MGF and Cole, was just perfectly timed. Yep. They walk out together, they get in the ring, Xbox doing his crotch chops while Kane's raising his arms in the background. And at the same time, it was just, yeah, that was just one of the best ways to mash up a theme song without mashing up the whole theme song, mm. but knowing that it's two different people, but it's one song. Yeah. I, I, I think you hit it right on the head there. Um, you know, it, it may not have been necessarily the first time it's ever been done, but it feels like it because it was such a surprising thing. Like we, this was, we didn't know we were going to get that. Like we knew we were getting Xbox and Kane teaming up. We didn't yeah. know we were going to get that. Um, it really, I mean, again, it's, uh, it's, it's a really good definition of what uh, a mashup should be. Xbox and Kane were a really good definition of what a mashed up team, team should be. Yeah. And I don't, we could sit here and name uh, like, thrown together tag teams for probably (laughs) an hour and never find anybody that were as polar opposite as Kane and And Xbox. Xbox. Yeah. But somehow it it just worked. Yeah. You know, the whole Kane's association with DX, it just worked. Yeah. I mean, until it all fell apart badly for Kane, but it just, it worked. But for the time, we we, we were just, we were just excited. Like we didn't know what to expect with this team. Like we didn't know where they're going to work together. Where where are they going to gel? Are they going to be, like a team yeah and it, it turned out to be like almost similar mm-hmm. to i feel how i feel i'm definitely close to the end they were kind of became best friends for a little while yeah kane had his first ever like best pal mm-hmm. an xbox by his side similar to how mjf has his first real best friend cole on yeah. his side yeah it's, until again it all fell apart yeah and it's it's really interesting because again this was a mashed up tag team but this was really during the attitude era yeah so here we are still talking about this uh, you know as part of uh this this idea of oddball tag teams or mashed up tag teams it's just this idea and of all the things we could be talking about from the attitude era we're still talking about that so obviously (laughs) they did a lot of things right they did a lot of things very well with this tag team um so yeah, I think that's a really good number one. Yeah. Like it's yeah, and and I I I should have seen that coming. Yeah, I, I figured. I, I I just didn't. I didn't it's, remember that. Yeah, as soon as I we should have. As known. soon as I came up came up with the idea for the list, that was the first that one was, that yeah that came to my mind was Kane Xbox. Yeah. So when I made my list, <laughs> uh, I had to make some decisions about five through two. Yep. My number one was my number one instantly. instantly. Just like you. Yes. <laughs> Honestly, my number one is Adam Cole and MJF. There you go. I've never, I've <laughs> never seen, for me personally, I have never seen, uh, how do I put this? So MJF's theme is one thing. MJF's theme is a vibe, a feeling. It's also uh, a royalty-free theme song. Yes, but it is a vibe <laughs> and a feeling. Oh, yeah. It is something you know, perfect for him. And just like the Undisputed Era theme, Adam Cole's theme is just a, a banger of a theme that gets you so excited. Oh, so pumped. But here's the thing. Like, how do you take a song that gets you excited out of your mind and make that more exciting? Yeah, make it better. How do you do that? <laughs> like, how do, you, how do you get me more excited about Adam Cole and MJF 
by playing Adam Cole's theme, but now you add in MJF's theme and it just, for me, it just makes it so much more exciting. It just exciting. works. It yeah, just it's, clicks. It's so much more like, exciting. Because you have that nice little like, dan, 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 like intro. Yeah. And then it pauses for the the lyric and then it yeah. continues. Yeah. It's like perfect. Yeah. When you when you listen to when you listen to Adam Cole's theme, you expect the you expect the boom. Yeah. When you listen to MJF's better theme. than you, baby, yeah. you you don't expect the boom because yeah. you're 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 just you're you're being lulled into that MJF thing. Yeah. You're just jamming out and then it's all about that boom. Yeah, and, and then it just, it just goes. It. Yep. <laughs> and then from there it's just so yeah. good. The way they 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 yeah. remix the lyrics, they sort of like um repeat some words kind of yeah. like, kind of like dj style in with it it's just, mm. it's just such yeah, yeah. good yeah. stuff i will say i'm i i know people are probably surprised i didn't put kane and taker as any of my lists but it was a thought but unfortunately thought for my next box for me trumps kane and taker the problem the problem <laughs> the problem for me with kane and taker is that you have about ten seconds of Kane's theme, and then the rest is all rolling by Limp Bizkit. I mean, you kind of have the same with Kane and Xbox, but for some reason, the Kane and Xbox theme just works. It's it's different. It just yeah, works. It's it's different. <laughs> <sighs> well, uh, another another episode in the books. This is episode number twenty. Number Can twenty. We're twenty already. Um, twenty in. It is. It has been a phenomenal run so far. Um, this weekend has probably been the best weekend, the best weekend the we've best ever weekend. had. Um, yesterday just, was just ugh. a phenomenal day for not only us as fans, but for the show professionally. Um, we got to talk to a lot of people yesterday, which was really exciting. Um, so there's there's a lot of big stuff coming with the show. Yeah, uh, we've got a lot going on. Um, it's it's only going to go up from here. Um, you know, and just again, we want to throw some thank yous out there to the uh, people that are behind the legends of Hamburg Fan Fest yep. for a great convention mm-hmm. yesterday. All the good folks at the LVAC, all the good folks at Steel Stacks for making last night's event just tremendous. We want to thank all the talent that came out for the two shows yeah. yesterday because, I mean, between literally within an hour of each other between all the talent in Hamburg and all the talent in Bethlehem. This was an absolute, uh, just amazing day for independent professional wrestling in the state of Pennsylvania. Mm -hmm. Um, just all the people that came together to, to make this such a great weekend. Um, I know AXW had a show after, uh, the uh, Legends of Hamburg. There was also Wafflemania as well yes. during that and so, same thing. There was um, so much wrestling in the, know, the last two days in PA. It's a a big shout out to AXW and a, and a thank you for putting on a show last night. As again, you are providing opportunities for people to enjoy professional wrestling, yep. and that is extremely important. Um, you know, and and we just we want to thank everybody that we got to meet and that yep. we got to talk to uh, because that's. I mean, there's there's no price that can be put on being able to talk to the people that you love and respect and yeah. watch every week. Mm-hmm. Um, there's there's no price you can put on that meeting your heroes. Um, yeah. If you ever have the opportunity to do any of these things, just go out and do it, because th- these are great people. These are people that have put their bodies on the line to entertain us. And the least we can do what is they do is they them. do it for you, for us as fans. They do it for yeah. us. They, they don't just do it for themselves. Yeah. They do it because we love to watch them. absolutely yeah so uh and the last thank you that we want to send out there is uh to you guys the fans we want to thank you for listening to the opinion city podcast we uh we love doing it uh myself 
Parmesan. We love hosting the show. And so, again, a special thank you to all our fans for listening. And if you like what you just heard, if you like what you just watched, we hope you'll pass us uh, along to your friends and your family. Our social is at Opinion City Pod. Uh, so please also leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, or wherever you get your podcasts. And definitely subscribe to our YouTube channel. Yeah, and be sure to check out all the other episodes and let us know what you think about those episodes as well as this one. Um, we- because we'd love to hear from you as always. Yeah. Check us out on Facebook, on Twitter, on Threads, on Instagram, on YouTube, mm-hmm. all those things. And follow us at Opinion City Pod. This has been a Mancast Network production, and we will see you next time. This is also Ann here. You're listening to Opinion City Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Happy